everyone, what's going on everybody? Yo, yo, up, guys? yo. Hey, welcome to episode number four of the Geeking Squad podcast. Wee! Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay. We need those. We need those wizard things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, everybody? We are back with episode four of the Geeking Squad podcast. As always, I am your host, Larry Roberts. Down the way from me is none other than Vito. And then over here, she's tried and true. She is the super glue. <laughs> Holds it all together. It is none other than? Megan Guess. Yep. And not not that you have to guess. That's actually her last name. Oh. People get that all the time, yeah, don't they? Yeah. It's like, guess what? I'm not going to guess your name. And you're like, shut the fuck <laughs> Just, up. Would you write the fucking name down, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're here for another episode of our variety discussion because we just talk about all different kinds of stuff Do what um, we want yeah we talk we we talk about what i want <laughs> hmm? catch me outside with some <laughs> <talk> about that. <laughs> <laughs> with some good pop culture references uh, yeah we talk about uh stuff that you all mostly have posted in our geeking squad facebook group online uh we we like you guys to go in there and post memes post news stories post polls all kinds of things we we throw in our two cents as well yeah i just want to say you guys are on fire lately yeah yeah you guys you are, guys are up. killing it i'm loving it <laughs> yeah yeah it's been really good lately i've i've seen a lot we've had a lot more people added mm -hmm. to the group yep welcome everybody yeah mm -hmm. yeah hopefully you're listening to this if you're not what the fuck's the matter with you what are you doing <laughs> What you're are you doing here? The fun. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're missing out. And it's just all across the board. We talk about everything, everything, you know, mostly just pop culture stuff, movies, TV, music, you comics. know, comics and toys and weird UFO stuff in history. And that's <laughs> that's basically what we're all about, because we're three geeks. Hence, yep. hence the name. But as usual, before we get into any of the topics, I got to ask you guys, how are you guys doing? I'm OK. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're always always so enthusiastic, man. It's been it's been a rough week, you know, for for some of us. I know, uh, right? Seriously, for yeah. you two especially. All I guess my hands doing better now. Yeah, I How punched I punched my brother over the weekend. <laughs> He's being a little dick. So. Oh my gosh! Do you hear that, Jason? <laughs> oh man, are you gonna take that, dude? No, he he's always he's already promised because I told him to bite me. He's like, everybody heard that. I get a biter. It's free game. Oh crap! So, <laughs> the war is on. The war is never ended. The war it is never on. does. No. <laughs> you two, it's still payback for kicking that fucking burger behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously is. He'll he'll never forget that ever. Yeah, and we, we've talked about it long, long time ago on uh, on Geeking Poetic on one of our videos, but yeah. Uh, I told him, stop bugging me, stop bugging me, and he kept bugging me. I was like, I'm going to kick your burger behind the couch, and he didn't stop bugging me, and I kicked the fucking burger behind the couch. Right out of his damn hand. <laughs> right out of his damn hands. Don't bug me. <laughs> I would love the scene on like a home video that your mom got or something. Yeah. <laughs> <Right. hilarious. laughs> Speaking of that and, and things like your mom and old stories and stuff, didn't you post something the other day? Cause oh, yeah. I post a Snoopy comic. And um, what was it? Charlie Brown brought Snoopy his dinner. And he's like, oh, here you go. There's a lot of astronauts and stuff. So I made you an astronaut mail and everything in there, including it in there. And he goes, oh, there's Tang in my dog food. So when I was a little girl, 
Yeah, so it, real quick. Yeah, yeah so, so real quick. Yeah. When I was a little girl, I came for breakfast. My mom goes, okay, here's your cereal. And I just started eating it, threw my milk in it and started eating it. And stuff. I was like, and I like spit it out, like drooled out of my mouth. I was like, what is wrong with this? Yeah, she put fucking tang in there and didn't bother to tell me instead of sugar. She put tang. And she's like, whatever. She's not going to know. Not, I'm not going to notice fucking tang. Are you serious? <laughs> They're both sweet. <laughs> you know. Is Come tang on. sweet? I love tang. I do love tang. But it's not It's not sugar. Isn't like Kool-Aid pretty much? Pretty much, yeah. Kind of. But you have to add sugar to Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you don't add sugar to tang. You don't tang. add sugar oh. to tang. It's got already like a pre-sweetened thing. Yeah, yeah but it's still not like a it's sugar more substitute. more tart. I see. More like an orange juice kind of thing, but not, not <laughs> quite. So yeah, oh. I was it was a very rude awakening, and she will never outlive that. Ever. No, I no. just man. Every time I see like a breakfast picture where someone's eating cereal, and they have like a glass of orange juice and something else, I'm like, how can you drink orange juice and eat cereal in the same meal like that? Like that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, or what? or how about when you even see pictures of people with like that you know the fortified breakfast thing like they used to have when yeah. we were growing up, and they'd have a glass of orange juice and a glass of milk. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, why would you ever? <laughs> What sick fuck drinks orange juice and milk together? Like, that's disgusting, man. That's so bad. Not to mention, you ever see when they have those pictures and it's like they'll have like sausage and eggs and maybe like a little thing of like some cereal or some oatmeal and then the two drinks and then there's fruit and all this. And I'm like, who the fuck can eat all that for breakfast? Seriously. You fat bastard. You don't need all that. <laughs> exactly. Like, pick one. Yeah, so my mom tried to mix orange juice and milk wow. all in the same bowl, Ugh. and she tried to kill me. <laughs> I don't think it would kill you. She tried to poison me. I don't think it would poison you either. It's just really gross. She tried to throw up. It sure felt like it. That's as bad as me with the with the salt. The salt? Yeah, you don't know that story? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Okay, so I was hanging out at Joe Nunez, our mm -hmm. old drummer's house. This is back when he was living at home with his parents, this early 90s. And I was I was hanging out, and I think I crashed out at his place for the weekend, and we might have been going to concerts or something. I don't remember what the deal was. But I got really hungry late one night, and he had, like, no food in this fucking house. I'm like, how do you live? Where's the food? Vito? Yeah, it's my house. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. You open his fridge upstairs, there's water. Yeah. Water and beer. That's it. You know, fucking bachelors, right? <laughs> but anyway, so I was like, is there anything to eat? And he's like, well, let me look. And he found this big, literally it looked like something out of a cartoon. It was a really big black and white box that just said <laughs> cornflakes oh. on it. And I was like, okay, I can do cornflakes. That's fine. I mean, you know, I got, man, I was so hungry. I went out and I dug out this big ass bowl, like a really big bowl, you know, <laughs> like not a cereal bowl, right? Yeah. And I poured all this fucking cornflakes in there and shit. And Joe was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't know how to eat it, man. I don't, I don't, I don't like that shit. So I did. <laughs> and I grabbed the milk and I poured a bunch of milk in there and then sitting right in the middle of his table. Was a was a little glass, clear glass canister with the little um, lid. sealed lid thing that uh -huh. you know you with the little clippy guy and everything, and it, and it was with the sugar in it and everything, and I was like, okay, perfect. So I grabbed that, opened it up, I got a big ass big spoon, <laughs> no, you know one of these like wait almost too big for my mouth, kind of believe it or not, uh, kind of thing, and I scooped in like a bunch, of, like maybe like a good big four heaping scoops oh my of God. sugar oh my in there. <laughs> And 
Now Joe is sitting across. <laughs> Joe's sitting across from me. He's letting you do this the whole time, and he claims he like it didn't register to him. I take a big old bite of this cornflakes cereal, and I just like chewing it, and it was in my mouth for maybe about three to five seconds, and then it hit me, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh God, <laughs> that's not sugar that I put in there." It turned out it was salt. Oh. I put like four giant heaping uh, uh. tablespoons of salt into a bowl with milk and cornflakes. Oh my gosh. Okay. And I and I ate it and it already had started going down the back of my throat oh. and everything. Oh. And I just sort of opened my mouth and let it like yeah. spill out. And Joe <laughs> Joe looked at me and it like reali- he realized what I did then at that moment and he just fell back in his chair laughing. <laughs> he was like, You dumb fuck and I'm like who the fuck keeps a canister of salt in the middle of their fucking t- kitchen table? Just a canister of salt. There was no pepper, no sugar, nothing else. Just a canister just salt. of salt. I'm like, are you all salt vampires? What the fuck? I'm like, why? I would think it would be like sugar. Like normally you see those kind of things with sugar for people for their cereal or their coffee or their tea. Mm-hmm. No, they had a bunch of fucking salt. Maybe they had a sodium deficiency in the family. That's what I'm else. saying. They're a bunch of, they're, they're like from Star Trek. All of a sudden find oh. out like his mom walks in. She turns into the salt vampire 113. <laughs> yeah, from Star Trek and shit. Like, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that so and that literally I wasn't a big salt fan to begin with and after that like i literally i didn't touch salt for probably man a long time 15 years 20 years jesus wow i mean i could have food that had some salt in it i could eat french fries if they came salted but But you wouldn't do it yourself no (laughs) even then like sometimes if i got like mcdonald's fries or something and they were really salty i would like scrape the salt off i've done that before yeah Yeah. stuff you know some asshole doesn't know what the fuck he's doing At McDonald's? Yeah. That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty much only assholes that don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm sure some of you McDonald's workers out there just do a fine job. But yeah, some of you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> but now I like salt. I put salt and stuff it like I got over, especially since after my health issues, now I can't have pepper anymore. I can't do black pepper or cayenne pepper. So I think salt is kind of replace that because i can do salt although that'll be the next thing is they're going to tell me like your sodium is way up or something it's like oh, so on a salt diet man what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> but um anyway yeah i think uh we've been yapping about all this stuff for long enough people are like get to the stuff that we posted about get to the nitty-gritty i think it is time that we get into the next segment that we affectionately call What's shaking, bacon? <laughs> I love it still. <laughs> the What's Shaking Bacon uh, intro still finds favor with Megan and Theo, so that's a good thing. Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting that got posted in the Geeking Squad group was that uh, they recently reported what the two movies were that were fighting for the top spot at movie theaters across the U.S. right now. I mean, we hear about this all the time, you know, when movies come out and it's like, you know, the new Star Wars movie is, you know, competing with the new whatever bullshit Saw movie or something, you know, those <laughs> all that crap you guys like to watch and stuff. <laughs> Not my thing. Anyway, <laughs> the two movies that, like, last week were vying for the top spot were Jurassic Park, and Jaws. 
How messed up is that? <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> what world are we living in? Yeah. <laughs> both great, great fucking movies. And both movies I would totally love to go to the movie theater and see again. Heck yeah. Absolutely. I mean, seriously, could you, if because I've been kind of keeping an eye open and I haven't seen it listed for anywhere around here in Chicagoland area. But dude, if we find out a drive-in or something is showing Jurassic Park and or Jaws, we're fucking going, man. Because did you guys, I can't remember, we talked about both of those in the past, but did you guys, I know you didn't see Jaws, but did you guys see Jurassic in the theater? Four times. Fucking A. Fuck yeah, dude. But you did. I did not. No. Okay. I missed out. I saw it once in the theater. It's amazing in the theater. Yeah, it, it has to be. Yeah. And so is Jaws. I saw Jaws at the drive-in cool. as a kid. I saw a few years ago. They had like um, it was kind of like a pool drive-in where you go yes. into this giant pool and I sit on inner tubes and watch Jaws. That's pretty fucking cool, man. That's creepy, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool, but It'd be really creepy if they came up and like bit you on the ass or something. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Yes, <laughs> you really nip it at you. You know damn well. Me and him, well, me especially, are going to mess with you. You're just going to screw with me? <laughs> yeah. You're going to bring that damn jaw, that yeah, the hand, hand thing? Oh, dude. No, you know, you know what I actually have back at the house? I have something that's just like the, the creepy hand thing, but uh-huh. it's a little shark. Nice. Oh, Lord. It's like this tiny little shark baby head. Baby shark. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like a little baby shark toy. And, you know, I can nip you with it. You know I'd be fucking with you again. <laughs> I was like, don't do it. Doo-doo. I was going to fucking kick you. And, then and I kick you off too. I was saying, then you'll you'll and hurt. a real shark eats Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, bitch. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Ain't no logical reason why I'm here. But I'm here and I'm biting you. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not a huge shock or anything because we talked about this a few weeks back about the whole fact of drive-ins becoming a thing again and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and yeah, so Jaws and Jurassic Park were vying for the top spot. I think, to be fair, I think the third spot was uh, The Invisible Man, which is kind of a new movie. Oh, I wanted to watch that, actually. Right. That looked really good in the trailer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that had been the the number one movie like the week before oh. or something like oh, that. Wow. But it got bumped. A brand new movie got bumped by Jurassic and Jaws. It's crazy, man. It's fucking... Spielberg's the fucking man, dude. He knows how to make a good-ass movie. Seriously, timeless. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's... Well, and that's kind of like a good point, too, because it's like we constantly want new movies to come out people are complaining about oh there's no new movies coming out and all this kind of stuff and movie theaters put literally billions of dollars ever or movie studios rather put billions of dollars every year into creating new feature film content Mm -hmm. but yet i mean like this just kind of goes to show that i think people just want that experience and people are willing to still pay to go see movies in a theater or at a drive-in or whatever that they've seen dozens or hundreds of times especially if it was that impressionable of for you and that jet that generation like for you it was jaws right for right. us it would have been jurassic Park, right you yeah because we're at that age absolutely and- yeah and speaking of that of my age and impressionable another one that they announced except as of right now i think it's only overseas only like in the uk and stuff they announced a 4k version of empire strikes back being shown at movie theaters that's 
fuck you, you gay man. <laughs> we can't even go over there and watch it. Yeah, yeah, right. I can't even. Can't even, even live in, in the country. country. <laughs> no, exactly. I want you. Do you know? Do you guys have any idea how badly I want to go see Empire Strikes Back at the movie theater again, man? But in 4K, I mean. Sometimes that ruins like the magic of those films, man, because they were meant to be shown yeah. at that resolution and to hide the effect sometimes. And... I'm I'm totally yeah, in agreement. You know? I'm totally in agreement with you there. But I think then you also got to factor in that it's going to be shown at a drive-in, which is going to, even though the modern drive-ins, like we were telling you the other in one of the other episodes, yeah. are way better than like what you would have, uh, be accustomed to coming from a drive-in. Mm-hmm. It's st- it's way better, but it's still like. You know, it still ain't like watching it on your 65-inch TV at Uh home in 4K where it's got that uber real kind of look to it that I don't know if I really like that personally. I don't want anything more than 1080. 1080 is like the perfect, like, format for that to me. I like 1080. I think everything looks really good and crisp and stuff. I don't want to see people's fucking pimples, like, you know. (laughs) And all the wrinkles and... (laughs) I crusties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's stubble and all that shit. But not just that, but there's also just the way things move and like the movement. It looks unnatural to me. Because, yeah, I don't even know how high a resolution the eye. I mean, obviously we can see that, but real life, I don't know what our resolution would be to see stuff in real life, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So I'm with you on that. But I I mean, whatever. If I have to deal with it in 4K, if I've got an option to go see fucking Empire Strikes Back again at the theater, I'm fucking going, man. <laughs> yeah, I just saw one of my groups that the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth were double features. Mm. I was like, fuck yes. Please Absolute- come here. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially since I've never seen either of them. Yeah. I've never seen Dark Crystal. I don't think I've seen Dark Crystal either. I really want to. I think we, like, remember in school they would rent a videotape one afternoon because we had nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes, I think they rented Dark Crystal one year, and I vaguely remember that movie. Okay. But, yeah. In addition, speaking of Labyrinth uh, being re-released to see, that we're, aren't they talking about possibly redoing Labyrinth? They're, yeah, they're talking about redoing it. They're, they've got Jennifer Connelly in talks to come back. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and in that same group, man, everybody is divided. I mean, people are vehemently against it, like screaming at everybody else. And the other one's like, just give it a chance. We don't even know what's going to happen yet. So it's real interesting. We'll have to see what they do with this. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I talked about like Tilda Tilda Swinson. Yeah, Tilda Swinson Swinson playing Bowie's role. Playing Bowie's role. I was like, that could be interesting. Like if she's a long lost sister or another Goblin King. What would you do queen? if it was Tilda Swinton, but she was like packing a fucking pickle in her <laughs> pants to be all like Bowie Dong? That'd be kind of weird. That would be. Is weird. he like an alien or something in that movie? No. Oh, he's just a dude. No, he's he's the a Goblin, Goblin King. King. I see. I was going to say like if it's if he's part of a race, that you can just say, well, that race just happens to have a huge organ at that area in their pants. They could, could probably get a white way. Yeah, with she's her, you know? very androgynous. She could, she could go either way. Oh yeah, so. yeah. She's played a lot of androgynous roles. So mm-hmm. I mean, the idea of her being Bowie is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I could easily see that. But again, people are very divided in there. Speaking of another one that people are very divided on. Yeah, I just posted. Um, um, Death Becomes Her is getting a remake, okay. and it's got a lot of big stars. It's got a uh, Goldie Hawn, not Goldie Hawn, um, Kate Hudson. <laughs> That's Goldie. Goldie Hawn's daughter. daughter. Mm-hmm is going to revise her role. So 
can't get much closer to That's the real cool. thing from there. Um, it's going to ha- have Anne Hathaway in it, um, Robert Downey Jr., and Lady Gaga. Hmm. So I was like, That's that, those cool are some cast. big names. Yeah. That's a good cast, I think. I, was like, I, I thought it sounded kind of promising, you know, either you get big names like that, either it's going to dump really hard, yeah. <laughs> or it could be really fucking good. And that's a lot of good talent, I thought. So, but everybody, yeah, <laughs> did not agree with me. No. <laughs> They're like, "Don't fucking touch that movie." What's, what's wrong with you? Just make something new. I was like, "Well, yeah, it's it's a toss up. Do you make something new and risk everything, or do you go and remake what people loved yeah. and risk ruining it completely, or do you make it something endearing for the next future generations?" You know, yeah. Yeah, I get that, but at the same time, like you still have your original movie that you can watch, you know. Right. right. And you know, I liked Death Becomes Her. I haven't watched it in years, yeah, but when me it either. when it came out, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Like I had it on tape and stuff. I watched it multiple times and everything. Is that where the cover has that woman with the candelabra but through her body or something like that? Kind of. Yeah. It's the mm. whole thing is that they make this weird deal, kind of deal with the devil voodoo deal kind of thing where they can't like they can't die essentially. They, I don't. That was like a side effect. They wanted to be beautiful forever, kind of thing. Right. But then all these brutal things. They keep doing these brutal things to each other, so their heads twisted around, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and it's it's real slapstick, goofy, and stuff. Yeah. Bruce Willis was originally in it. Now it's gonna be Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Okay. And everything. Gaga plays some other weird socialite. She played, yeah, she she's a mysterious wealthy socialite. Yeah. So I mean, and I love Gaga too. So I mean, like. For me personally, even though I love that movie, I'm actually like pretty game to check this out. Yeah, me too. And speaking of like reboots and all that kind of stuff, Vito, there was one that you are. I'm curious to see what you think of it because they've announced another reboot. The VHS 94 reboot? Yep. Dude, I'm actually really, really excited about that. Okay. Because VHS Viral, which was the third installment, sucked balls. <laughs> oh, no. It's awful, <laughs> awful movie. I never saw that. I only saw parts of the first two. Yeah. So this one, actually, the guy who's involved with it, who's writing it, actually did a couple of the Creep Show, the remakes oh, that okay. came out last year. Okay. Uh-huh. And there was one called The Man in the Suitcase, which was one of the best ones in the series. It was, like, fucked up, like... So these guys are at the airport and they grab a suitcase by mistake, but there's a genie that lives inside the suitcase. Okay. But he'll give you endless amounts of gold and riches if you torture him and cause him pain. <laughs> so he's like a sad- like a ma- like a masochist. Yeah, the only way he can give you riches is if you cause pain against him. So you have to like electrocute him, you have to hammer him, you got to shoot him and then every time you do something, he expounds this huge amount of gold and wealth and it corrupts this guy and his girlfriend and his friend. It's Okay. It's a really twisted ass story, yeah, but that's weird. It kind of works itself into the VHS saga, I guess. Okay. okay. And this new one, each story is going to link together to form an entire story arc, where before it was like you had like six separate entities okay. that were like shorts that had nothing to do with each other. So kind of like American Horror Story. I guess so. how they yeah, yeah. they ended up putting it all together, so it all came together. Okay, yeah. It made sense at the yeah. end because they were all like all these individual ones. They, then they all came together like, oh, that's how they all fit together. I see. So kind of like that? Yeah, it sounds like it. Okay. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, VHS and VHS 2 are my like my favorite found footage horror films. So if you guys haven't seen those, go oh, right now. That's one of your found footage. Yeah. Oh. So all these are all found footage shorts, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> Cannot get enough of it. <laughs> and most of them are done really poorly. Not the VHS uh, series, except for the third one, obviously, but... Most found footage films are just absolutely 
horrible and they suck. But uh-huh. just the appeal of the idea that, oh, this could be something real that happened and now we're watching it mm-hmm. is just yeah. cool to me. You know, even no, though it sucks, I'll, I'll still watch well, it. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know how I am. I'm very uh, tentative when it comes to horror yeah. and stuff like that. But what I watched of the VHS stuff with you, I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, this is actually a pretty cool concept and everything. So that's a lot of times what will win me over. Mm-hmm. with those things if the concept and everything is done well and it's interesting and cool then it's like okay i can kind of get past gore and things like that to a degree you know that's why i like although well I, again i don't know if it's that bad but that's why i liked cube and stuff like and cube 2 and everything yeah. because even though it's got some very violent gross moments in it the concept is so like wow like wrapping your head around it and everything it kind of wins me over yeah, we're like a Saw franchise. It's you're only there to see somebody get viciously murdered, and you mm. the plot is literally nothing to do with what you're watching it's for the it. most part. Garbage. Yeah, yeah. those yeah, movies thanks. do tie with in with each other, but, I know, but it's a different kind of vibe and all that. You know. Yeah, I just can't get into the whole like I like to watch people get brutally murdered. You know, innocently. You know, innocent people brutally murdered. You know, in all these different ways. It's so entertaining. I'm like. Uh, okay i mean that's what i'm saying it's one thing if there's brutal murder stuff that happens it could still be hard for me to stomach but if it's wrapped in a movie that's got some really cool concepts and storytelling and everything it's like oh okay like i can accept it it's yeah anyway it's just not my thing i guess uh one other thing that i speaking of it's kind of uh, talking about reboots and sequels and stuff was that uh, Danny posted over in the group, I think, about Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the whole sequel, 20 years, whatever, 30 years, 25 years later sequel thing to The Karate Kid. Have you, either of you guys watched that? No. No. I didn't either. I've been wanting to. I've had people like recommend it to me. So, of course, I'm Mr. Spoiler. <laughs> I went in and I just like read the whole. All the Wikipedias and everything. Yeah, like I read the whole <laughs> recap thing to kind of get. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept. And I mean, the, I don't know if you guys know basically what it's about, but it's like the lives of Daniel and uh, and what's his name? John, Bill, Johnny? Yeah, Johnny. Billy Zabka's yeah, character. Yeah. Uh, later and like you know, as adults and they've got kids now and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it kind of reverses some roles here a little bit. Like, like Daniel's kind of a dick, (laughs) you know, he's kind of, but, but it makes you sort of reassess like certain things about them and kind of go back and look at their characters a little differently. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, I mean, it's still ultimately kind of the same, but you just kind of realize to me from when I was reading it, it's like, okay, yeah, they were both assholes. Like, I think they were always at, you know, that everybody looks at, well, Daniel was the hero and, and Johnny was the asshole. It's like, mm, yeah, not exactly. There's a little more complex than that. And then it gets interesting with because then they each start training kids and stuff and everything. And it puts it puts some different twists on it. So like the new Cobra Kai are not like all you know, little fucking dickheads going, put them in a body bag, yeah. you know, like just, but they're not quite like that, but it's, it's just, a, it is an interesting concept, right. but it was a YouTube original mm-hmm. series, yeah. but it ended up getting bought out by Netflix. Mm. So a lot of people are kind of like, Oh, interesting. Cause Netflix, they can kind of take it even more so than YouTube. I think they can kind of make it, into something else like they could really make this or you know they could get a little bit harder 
with it, you know. Yeah, and a lot of people be like, well, I'm not going to watch a movie on YouTube. That's dumb. But be like, oh, it's on Netflix. I'll definitely watch that. Right. There's like that weird like it is, barrier, you know. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of interesting. Do you guys think you're ever going to go back and like now that it's been moved over like that, do you think you'd actually go and watch it now? I might. I'm just looking for something. I was like, I don't really know what I want to watch. Oh, let me check it out. That's Especially since it was recommended, I I would check it out. Yeah, I, that's kind of where I've been at. I'm like waiting for the right time. Yeah, you know, and everything because I think they're coming up on like season three soon, Jeez. or they've got season oh, wow. three like in the can or something like mm-hmm. that. So, figure, yeah, maybe once it's like to season three, I'll just go back and binge the fuck out of it. You yep. know, and watch all of it. Lastly, one last shake and bacon thing I want to talk about and just real quick I don't know too much about it but they announced for all you cartoon fans out there they announced a Scooby-Doo Halloween special that's going to be coming out that has all sorts of like crossovers and stuff it's like I think Elvira's in it yeah they're gonna have um, where the Scooby-Doo gang has to team up with Elvira and Bill Nye the science guy (laughs) of all people (laughs) um, to defeat Batman Scarecrow and he like brings these jack-o'-lanterns and this this fucked up pumpkin to life and everything. Nice. So they, they got to defeat him to save the city. Yeah. So I think it could be kind of fun. <laughs> it's, it might be fun. As long as they don't have that little fucking dog on there. Scrappy oh. do? What do you got scrappy? against Scrappy? Yeah, the little Scrappy guy. Yeah. Scrappy <laughs> Puppy power. That guy's fucking annoying, man. Oh, Did man. they bring him into the, the second live action film with I think Sarah so. Michelle Did Geller? They? I Did think they? so, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right, I think right now is a good time to delve into a little bit of Squad Talk. As always, Squad Talk is kind of like the main topic that we gleaned from the Geeking Squad forum that we said, all right, this is the one we really want to focus on. And with obvious reasons. A, we were just talking about the whole Batman thing with the Scooby-Doo just before this segment, but also our recent uh, episodes that we did for Geeking Poetic Podcast were all focused around Batman, where we talked about our favorite Batman movies, and we did some funny little Batman spoof things with Vito running around in a Batman (laughs) outfit. (laughs) That was awesome. It it was really awesome, and we're not just tooting our own horn here. If you guys have not seen any of that stuff, make sure you check out our videos on YouTube. Um, where you could see us do all that goofy stuff. And and as far as the top five Batman movies thing, if you're not a YouTube person and you're listening on Podbean or on you know Spotify, iTunes, any of those kind of things, you can listen to us talk about it there. But um, as such, because we were doing that, we thought it would be cool to do a little uh, poll 
where we asked you guys not what your favorite Batman was or what your favorite Bat movie was, but no. what is your favorite Batmobile? Because let's face it, like as great as Batman is, without all those wonderful toys, <laughs> he's the just... car, right? The chicks dig the car. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Robin. The chicks dig the fucking car. Go get on your measly little motorcycle there, little Mr. Short Pants, and hightail it on out of here because chicks are all about the Batmobile. So yeah, we took we took results from uh, all of you guys that listened and and heard our call, and you guys let us know what your favorite Batmobiles were. So looking at it, we actually have a tie. Do we? Yes, wow. there is a tie for the number one spot, and the number one Batmobile is a tie between. The Adam West Batmobile from the 1960s series, which okay. I mean, come on, you know, that's it's iconic. Yeah. That's super iconic. And the 1989 Michael Keaton Batmobile, which let's uh, be honest, yes. is the most iconic. <laughs> it is the Batmobile. <laughs> I don't know, man. You look at these results. It's it was neck and neck. I think those results are a representation of our demographic. I suppose that's yeah. true. Those those are their first Batmans, just like everybody has their first Doctor. Yeah, these are their first Batmobiles. You mean Doctor Who, right? Doctor Who, yeah. No, I thought you guys yeah. talking about Doctor Stockfish today. Never mind. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Shivago. Or... My first Doctor. His name was Doctor Stockfish. As or a kid. you could remember your actual I, first Doctor. Okay. I can. I can I too. Can. I do think that there is something to that. You know, I mean. Even if you can acknowledge, kind of like I know, like Willie, my roommate Willie mentioned in the in in his answer to the mm-hmm. poll, where he said, you know, those later ones he thinks are super cool, but he's got to give it up to the original '66 right. Batmobile right. because that's his childhood Batman. Coming in uh, just behind them a little bit was the Christian Bale Batmobile, the old tumbler. Yeah, eh, you know. Yeah. But yeah. again, that it shows too damn destructive. It is. <laughs> it's too chubby. <laughs> you know? It's like it's a really. Here's the thing. That thing is cool as fuck. It's not a, a Batmobile. A Batmobile. To if me. that was in a Fast and Furious movie, that would be the fucking badass shit. Yeah, I think. Yes. But as a Batman mobile, Batmobile, I yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And uh, and then the Affleck one actually got a vote too interesting which i thought was cool you know same thing i haven't cool. so i haven't seen that batman um is that batman versus superman yeah that would be like from yeah. that or justice league and all yeah, that I haven't, stuff i haven't seen those so. wow but it's basically just like a a flatter version of the kind tumbler, sort of, of right? yeah mm-hmm. it's there's some differences to it but it's the same general idea yeah. but yeah it, if you look at right the demographic of the people who picked these you can kind of tell i think more of the younger demographic tended to pick the Bale right. one and everything. Mm-hmm. And I get it because they're the That's ones... That's their Batman. Right, and they're the ones that think The Dark Knight is like the best Batman movie ever and they're just fucking wrong. <laughs> oh, uh, here wrong. we go again. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> anyway, but what's really wrong and I don't think is cool is that the George Clooney or Val Kilmer versions didn't get any votes. What's up with that, man? Yeah, they're pretty cool looking. Yeah. I thought they were Especially really Especially the, cool. the Kilmer one with the ribcage thing. Yeah. That was really neat, dude. Yeah. I, I, well, you know. The other thing that was dumb was the wheels had the bat signal on them, so you can always tell where the bat cave was. 
because you just followed the fucking tire treads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't make much sense. That's but good point. <laughs> While I do think that people, obviously, at least in our group, seem to kind of equally love that classic old goofy Batman, <laughs> Adam West Batman, I'm sorry, I'm standing by that the 1989 Batman in every way is definitive fucking Batman. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. And on the note of that, something very exciting, potentially very exciting was announced, that Michael Keaton is potentially here in talks to reprise his role as Batman. Hey or- now, hey now, my Batman's back. <laughs> <laughs> been waiting what? all week to use that one, buddy. <laughs> You've been practicing, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> Vito's like, Vito's like, my, my Batman's back, and you're gonna get fucked up. Hey now, my Batman's back. Yeah. Now, dude, that would be really exciting. Now, oh here's God. here's the thing. Yeah. There's there's but there's some details here we got to get into. So, okay. what it is is he would not necessarily be coming back to play Batman in a standalone Batman movie kind of thing. It wouldn't be like a sequel to Batman Returns. He would be appearing in the new movie for The Flash. Because The Flash has not had a movie out yet. He appeared, he basically premiered, or whatever you want to call it, in Justice League, mm-hmm. uh, performed by Ezra Miller, who I, who I thought, he, I, like, you haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. right? He Great job. I just saw the scene where he's running with Superman, and Superman like looks or whatever. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought Ezra Miller did a great job as, as Flash, and he's mm-hmm. going to reprise that role. And uh, they're supposed to be basing it off the Flashpoint storyline and everything, which I can't explain all that. <laughs> I know you guys don't read that kind of stuff, yeah. but for people out there, if you know DC and you know that, that's pretty cool. That's a cool storyline. So they're supposed to be doing that. And reportedly, the way they're looking at this is, at the very least, Keaton will appear in this movie, if not maybe in some of the other DC movies. And he's going to tie it together kind of in the same role like Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury in mm-hmm. the Marvel movies. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's going to be like a minor role, but he's going to kind of, you know what I mean? He might be in Wonder Woman. Yeah, he might yeah. be in Flash. He might be in Cyborg. He might be. It's kind of fucking cool. That man. is really fucking yeah. cool. I'm really excited. <laughs> you know, if he's like an older, more grizzled Batman and everything. and Way to DC to get their shit together. Well, you know, <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not count our bat chickens before they hatch because... <laughs> DC have come out with a lot of other things in the past where we're like, oh, that sounds like that's going to be amazing. And then we see it and it's like, oh, God, mm-hmm. I am definitely looking forward to this. This could potentially be the thing that brings people back around to going, all right, like, you know, we don't they've just been so goofy with their choices for Batmans and stuff like I don't I'm not one of those people that dislikes Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Not in everything, but a lot of stuff, you know. You know, they DC already has so much trouble. And so they go and they cast Ben Affleck, who is this polarizing actor that people just fucking hate for some reason. Mm-hmm. People have just been so against him for so long. So you get him. Then they announce, okay, we're not going to have him anymore. And they get... What's his face from Robert Robert Pattinson, Pattinson. which is like the same thing where everybody hates him because he was in those Twilight movies or whatever. And they don't like him personally and all that stuff and things about him. He looks gross. (laughs) He looks like he smells. (laughs) 
And ladies and gentlemen, this is why Megan is the glue of the Geeking Squad podcast. Because, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say I think he, that he looks like he smells. But, yeah, um, another one that I polarizing. But again, you know what I'm saying? It's just like these choices they make where I'm like, oh, DC, why would you, why would you do that? I don't even dislike Robert Pattinson. He was in he was in Harry Potter and I and I he was great in that even though it was a smaller role and stuff. But I don't dislike the man, but I don't know, that's not what I want to see. You know, but bringing back an older grizzled Michael Keaton is this Nick Fury type role. All that, in. Yeah, for right, sure. Brilliant. I love it. I think that's a great idea. So I don't know. We'll and if see. they tie that into like a Batman Beyond spinoff movie or something, dude, that would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we're all excited about this. And uh, man, I hope this comes to I hope this comes to fruition. Yep. And soon. Yeah. Well, I guess not too soon. Do it right. <laughs> right. Fucking do it right. <laughs> don't mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's going to backhand you like. Yeah. You'll end up behind the couch next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll get the bat boot right behind the right behind the couch. What do you suggest? All right, and it is now about that time to get into our recommendations. So, Vito, what do you suggest? So, I am suggesting a Amazon Prime exclusive show called Upload. Okay. Which I've been wanting to watch for a while. And this morning I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a cup of coffee and I'm just going to watch this before I get my day in order. Well, I turned on the first episode (laughs) and within five minutes I knew exactly what the rest of my afternoon was going (laughs) to consist of. And that was sitting on my couch and watching the next nine episodes of of this show. And the premise is there's... There's like a digital afterlife. So right before you you die, you can have the choice of either just dying a natural death or you can upload your consciousness into this cloud server. That's awesome. That has an afterlife. Now there's a super uber uber like rich afterlife called Lakeview. And this guy is in a car accident and he's got this really crazy girlfriend who's this rich bitch. (laughs) And she like basically like manipulates him into signing it so he can go to this afterlife place so she can be with him forever. And you kind of find out that there's more reasoning behind it, and he didn't actually die by accident. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but it's a comedy show made by the producers from like The Office and Parks and Rec. Oh. It's not like that show at all, but the humor, (laughs) dude, the humor is so like genius, hilarious, and like almost like a vision of what the future is probably going to look like wow. very soon. Okay. It's, it's very Yeah, it's awesome. I can't recommend it enough, man. Now, are these hour shows or are they like half hour shows? So the first episode was like 45 minutes and the rest of them are like 30 minutes. Oh, and there's okay. only 10 episodes. So I finished it in like like four hours or something wow. like that. All right. Yeah. And it's and on I, Amazon Prime? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I have to check Prime. this out. Yeah, yeah. it's great. That sounds interesting. Yeah, because I love that kind of stuff. Like I think I mentioned to you guys before, that's that's sort of like a premise of other movies. I don't want to say because it's kind of like a secret <laughs> in a way. Uh, I don't want to spoil the movie for people, especially because I want you guys to watch it. But it's kind of p- potentially part of a premise of other movies that I love. I love that whole concept of like, you know, 
we're we're heading towards that. I think yeah. you know, being able to upload consciousness into things. I don't know. I probably likely not in our lifetime, but it's coming. It's it's a coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So Upload is your recommendation. Yep. Megan, why don't you give us your suggestion? Um, I am also going futuristic, and I'm going with Helldivers. Okay. It's an audible book. Um, I read the first one from 2016. There's a total of seven of these things. Oh, wow. Okay. So I didn't get to all of them, but I read that first one. And it was it was not my usual pick on what I would choose. I kind of picked it. I was like, I think Vito might like this. I'm like, I'm going to check it out. And it was really interesting. It's a kind of futuristic. Maybe we're going to go here before we get mm. the upload thing. It's what happens to us after we destroy our world in World War Three. Right. We poison our world. And so, you know, the human race, we're, we live on airships now. And we just travel. We're trying to find a safe place to land to restart human civilization on Earth. But Earth is... Full of radiation. Mm. There's nowhere to sit safe. Okay. And they call um, this one place Hades. It's like, but this is where a lot of what they need, the airships were made, and that they need all these parts. And it's been centuries now. Mm. They've been trying to keep these ancient airships up in the air. So they keep obviously breaking. Right. And um, because of the radiation and everything, they, they have bad electrical storms. But the hell divers, they dive from the ships. Just free dive, basically. Wow. Down to Earth, and they have to wear special radiation suits and everything, and they have to try to get these parts. try to get these parts oh, and everything, and then they <laughs> hightail it back up to the ships nice. to try to fix it. But they're hell divers because they only live maybe like four dives. Ooh. So, but the our main guy in this, he he's done like dozens and dozens. I can't remember. It was it was a lot. Super ace. Yeah, so basically you you do this until you die, and you die very early in yeah. life. Um, and people on the ships basically don't appreciate you, even though you're giving your life for them to keep them, yeah. you know, keep the human race going. Um, and in this one, they come across these creatures that have been changed by the radiation. Mm, nice. And they, like sense by sonar, and because they don't have eyes, oh, and the radiation's cool. gotten rid of it. And so, yeah, they're trying to... C- battle them and outwit them to get to these parts to save the ships because one of the one of the ships goes down so it's this last ship there's down to two ships and one goes down and so it's this last ship and that's that's the last humans on earth and they're like we we have to do this we have to save i mean it's the last of us and like even the humans on the ship the ones in the lower decks they're all getting radiation poison they're healthy cancers Mm -hmm. and they're misfortunate formed and everything like that and so there's the different classes on the ships that are clashing and they there's a fight that starts out on the ship and the people held hostage so they wow. got that and it, it was a lot it was like oh my gosh it was really <laughs> on the edge of my seat it was really good nice so i'm kind of anxious to start the next ones yeah i was, I was kind of excited that there's seven six more books that's crazy yeah, I, I had seen Hell Hell uh, Divers on my Audible like um, recommendation list, so I put mm-hmm. in my wish list like a couple years ago. But I never got around to it. So. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was free this last month, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna check it nice. out. Why not? It was really good. I'm glad I did. Cool. So that's my recommendation. Okay, and that's on Audible.com. Audible. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Hell Divers for you. Mm-hmm. Found on Audible for me. I'm gonna recommend something a little different. I am going to recommend. You know, 
people, if you've listened to me before, you know I'm all about the toys. <laughs> I'm a very toy-centric person and uh, toyetic person because I have a show on our channel called Geeking Toyetic where I talk about toys. And uh, one of the things I love about toys and collecting toys is I love I love websites and all that stuff. It's great. But when I first got into collecting toys, we didn't have websites and all that stuff because this was in the late 80s, early 90s. We had magazines, specialty magazines and stuff. Mm -hmm. Most of those have gone away, you know, because magazine print isn't what it once was and it's expensive to do this stuff. But a friend of mine named Brian Heiler, who some of you may know if you're a fan of the website Plaid Stallions. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Pla Plaid Stallions. Have you ever seen Plaid Stallions? I don't think so. <clears throat> Plaid Stallions is a cool site that's very, uh, it focuses on kitschy retro stuff. He'll put up things like old catalog pages and old like. Old fashion. Old fashion. <laughs> it, it, it focuses on, and it kind of, it shows and it pokes fun at like old 60s and 70s fashions. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, and then he'll do like features on things like he'll feature like old Remco monsters from the 1980s and or feature uh, old uh, dime store rack toys and stuff. In fact, Brian Heiler actually put out a book a few years back called Rack Toys that just talked about old dime store type mm -hmm. toys and things you would find like. It's so many, especially in the, they were around in the, they're around now actually, but especially in the seventies, they were so prevalent and everything. You could go into a jewel Osco or go into a Ben Woolworth. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, Woolworth was the shit. Now you're talking my language, son. And Kresge and Kmart and ah, that's all my shit. Anyway, um, I'm raging over here, but anyway, so Brian is, he's like, a, a wizard about all that kind of stuff. He knows so much stuff in minutia. He even kind of self-deprecating about it and is like, I know way too much about this crap. And he writes for other sites. He's written for magazines. He's uh, he's also been a consultant on like various TV shows and documentaries and stuff about mm -hmm. various things. Like Brian really knows his stuff. He also does a podcast, which was inspirational to me, uh, called Pod Stallions that he does with the guy named Jason Lindsay uh, that uh, works in the industry and stuff and has had his own podcasts and stuff. He actually owns uh, Biff Bang Pow Toys mm -hmm. and stuff. And Jason, Jason and Brian are great guys. But the cool thing is, is that Brian is like me and that he loves print. He loves print magazines. Yeah. He loves that whole format. So he recently launched an Indiegogo campaign to make toy ventures which is one of his little youtube segments he puts out now and then into an actual print magazine and so if you go to indiegogo.com and you look up in projects and stuff if you look up plaid stallions toy ventures magazine you can find more information on this and like in the first issue that's going to come out he's going to focus all on uh monster toys from the 1970s mm -hmm. So like Creature from the Black Lagoon, nice. all these like really cool ones that were put out by the Azrak Hamway International Company. They were kind of like a uh, competitor of Mego okay. and stuff. They kind of ripped Mego off a lot, actually. But Did Mego rip other people off those? Oh, Mego ripped off all sorts of people. <laughs> it was the nature of the business, you know, and I love them all. But anyway, yeah, the, each issue is going to feature like collector guides, rare photographs, interviews with old people from those companies and other collectors. He's even going to feature like uh, 
other big collectors collections and do spotlights cool. on them. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you donate ten dollars, you will get the magazine and you'll get buttons and all sorts of other stuff. And he's it's been actually doing great so far. Oh, good. So it is going to come out for sure. He's met his goal, but I, I think this is going to be a really cool thing. I think for any of you out there that are into collecting toys and if you want to support this kind of stuff and keep the hobby going, like it's 10 bucks, you know. And if you don't care about having the actual magazine, he's also putting it out as a digital copy mm-hmm. that you can get for five bucks. And you'll still get other stuff with it, too, and everything. So it's it's a great deal. And Brian's like a super awesome guy. In the first issue, he's even going to talk about kiss rarities. So, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah, Larry already. Oh, dude, I, <laughs> I, I got in on this right away. As soon as I saw Brian post about this, I was like, yep. You know, you can't take my money quick enough and everything. Mm -hmm. So it should be coming out soon. So if you people are interested in getting on this, you should definitely go to Indiegogo.com and check it out. And yeah, again, it's called Toy Ventures. Before we go, I want to also mention, I think it's, you know, one thing that we've wanted to do for a while now and we've just never really got an opportunity, but we'd like to sign off every episode from now on giving a shout out to other podcasts that we really like and love and respect and listen to. And I think for the first one, we have to give the shout out to our buddy Jason and Attack of the Killer podcast. Yep. Yep. You guys are great, man. Yeah, they talk about uh, the all Jason and his pals get together and talk about basically all kinds of horror, scary movie schlock. <laughs> you know, they do a lot of watch parties. Yeah, watch Facebook. parties and stuff. And Jason was the one that basically invited us to be part of the uh, PFPN.com network, the mm-hmm. prescribed films network and uh man thank you jason so much for having us in there we're really happy to be part of it uh we're still looking forward to doing some collabs we got a collab man (laughs) you know because uh we talk a little bit about some scary horror shit here and there so we've got some things brewing but yeah if you are a fan of hearing people talk about it and i mean and they talk about some more semi like kind of mainstreamy stuff mm-hmm. you know like child's play and all that stuff but then they delve pretty deep into some other stuff really too. obscure like 70s horror that i've never even heard of before and <laughs> see and a lot of that stuff i dig yeah and like i i dig some 70s horror stuff you know 60s 70s even some 80s so yeah it's a it's a great show i'm sure a bunch of you out there are into that kind of stuff so please go check out attack of the killer podcast they are like i said part of the pfpn.com that's where you can go check it out and find them and our show and a bunch and of other a shows. whole lot more yeah. yeah we'll be talking about some of the other ones coming up soon so you know when you sign off from this show go check out attack of the killer podcast do yep. us do them a solid <laughs> and with that i mean as I think always, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's yeah. a wrap. As always, please go check us out. If you're not already checking us out on YouTube, check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, make sure you su- subscribe. Hit that like button and the notification bell. Yep. And share, <laughs> share, share, share. Please share with your friends. You know, we really are struggling to get more people on board to listen to us. And we're so grateful to have those of you who are listening. But like if you got pals or family members, or co-workers, or anybody you think would be interested in the stuff we talk about on here, let them know about it. And uh, we Of course, also, our Patreon supporters yeah. who 
keep this show rolling. You thank, guys are the best. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you so much, <laughs> patrons, for your support. And yeah, you can find us on patreon.com. And you can find us on all the various uh, fine platforms to listen to podcasts. So we will be back uh, in two weeks or less, I think. Hopefully, we should be back soon in a couple of Wednesdays. Yep. Yep. With episode Keep them coming. Yeah, with episode five. So take it easy, everybody. Bye. See ya.